Just the, the thoughts that go on in a woman's mind when something like that happens is you want to blame the man, but then you want to get back in your body and feel that polarity and be in your body to sense things again. But I had separated. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. Hi, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. And as always, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, I want to introduce you to AJ. He's become uh, her and her husband and her kids even have become, a, you know, a really, really close friends of ours. And because um, we share, uh, I think we share the same passion. AJ, would you, uh, would you agree? I'm just going to go ahead and read her a uh, little bio, and then we're just going to, like I said, just jump right in. AJ is an author, educator, and professional mediator uh, with over 20 years' experience in conflict resolution. After her own divorce, AJ sought answers on how to deal with the personal conflict she experienced within herself and subsequently her relationships. Uh, as a result, her 10-year journey led to a deeper understanding of the mind-body connection. She then combined her findings with her background uh, in meditation uh, to create a program specifically for women called Ignite the Light. AJ now works with women uh, from all over the world, helping them to resolve their inner conflicts, uh, to be their best self and bring out the best in the relationships. She lives with her husband and children uh, in the metropolitan Dallas area, giving back through her nonprofit, Red Light Love, uh, which is dedicated to educational outreach for women wounded by sexual trauma, uh, helping them learn how to trust and love again. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a journey. And I want to really delve into that because uh, I, I think bringing your story out, AJ, I think will help millions of women and even, even men understand why sexual trauma happens, what it's all about, uh, and bring the real answers so we can have real healings. Thank you. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So tell us about your story, if you'd like to share it. And you can go as deep as you want. It's all, <laughs> all family here. So. <laughs> sure. No, I, um, my story personally, in terms of um, how I got into all of this, is that what you'd like mm -hmm. to hear? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So my story is, um, as a young girl, I grew up in a family with divorced parents. Mm -hmm. And I knew at the age of about seven years old that I always wanted to write a book on relationships. I just felt that uh, the, a man and a woman could create anything together. I just knew that true love was possible. But in my life and in my experiences with men, I had a lot of trauma, I had a lot of um, a lot of mistrust, and especially after I went through my first divorce, that was something that was very, very traumatic for me. Sure. And from that experience, I just felt like I would never trust a man again, and especially sexual trauma. If you don't mind, like what happened in the in the in the first relationship? So in the first uh, my first relationship, I was with a man for about seven years. And there was infidelity in the relationship. And so it just, but I grew up in a family that was very religious. Uh, mm -hmm. And so getting a divorce was something that was looked at 
as wrong. And so I really had all those internal struggles of who am I? What do I believe about marriage? And from that perspective, because I thought that marriage was a struggle. That's really what I thought it was. And that to love someone, you sacrifice, you do all of those things that you talk about. And um, it just, it didn't work. We went our separate ways. Yeah, you know, I think back in the day, and and I still think is uh, still that way, where in religion, especially, you know, in the, in, in the Christian religion or Catholic religion, uh, marriage is a holy reunion. And you're not supposed to, say, touch that holy reunion, or you're not supposed to destroy it, although it's destroying the people in it. Yes. Which is kind of confusing, because if it was a holy reunion, it wouldn't destroy the people in it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But religion doesn't think that way. And then, especially because uh, I've heard I've heard so many stories about you know women getting beat up in a relationship, um, uh, women getting abused, and they would just basically keep their mouth quiet. They just get beat up, uh, and they'd go to church. And they would pretend that that husband of theirs that's beating them up and they have all these marks all over their face. It's like, oh no, uh, you know, uh, I fucked up. Uh, I fell, I did this, I did that. I hear stories like that, uh, not as often, but I used to hear stories like that. You know, it's like my grandmother would actually do that uh, for yeah. her husband. So that's how I guess it's all been, it's coming to a headway and people like you are opening that up. Yes, because you want it to look a certain <clears throat> way on the outside. Yeah. And so you, that's the internal struggle is, is not even really wanting to look at those things within yourself. And you talk about that situation and specifically around sexual trauma. For me, that was actually an experience where I was in a massage therapist. I was mm -hmm. having a, just a massage and the man was very sexual by nature but i was also very turned on in that experience because i was relaxing i was experiencing pleasure he's a good looking guy it was just a really nice experience but then at a certain point he stuck his fingers inside of me and with oh. no telling me no no nothing i was just at that moment my whole body shut down oh. I saw myself from above the table looking mm. down at my own body and I had separated and I had no voice. I could not speak at all. I couldn't tell him no. I couldn't tell him to stop. And it was just one of those moments in time where time kind of just stood still. I couldn't even make sense of the experience that I literally went next door to have my nails done next because I'm at a spa. And I'm talking to the woman and she's doing my nails and she's like, well, how was your massage? And I'm like, well, it was very sexual. And she's like, sexual? What do you mean by that? And, and so then I kind of just told wow. her some of the things that happened. Well, what short, you know, kind of shorten the story, the owner comes in, the guy has left by now. And he, they even look at me and they say, you know what? You're a beautiful woman and these things are going to happen to you. And I felt bad and I paid Whoa. for the freaking massage. Yeah. Let's break it down a bit because those aren't just instances that would just happen to you. Correct. Does that make sense? I kind of think that those kind of patterns like happen to you more than just once. So how do you attract those kind of patterns when people go, well, you know, 
it's your fault because you're beautiful. What does that say to women in the first place? You can't even expand your own, not just your beauty, but your intelligence, right? First of all, uh, back in the day, you couldn't be too smart because then your husband would look too dumb or your partners would look too dumb, right? And now you can't even be beautiful anymore. So what is a woman to do? It's like, well, where do you go? Where do you have all, you know, where, do, where can I use all my talent? And where can I use all my gifts that are God-given, right? That's right. And yeah. for a woman, it's really hard because our our sexuality is very internal. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's that we are the receiver. It's the mind body experience. Absolutely. And so I believe that's where things shut off for me and where I stopped having my voice. I looked at men. I projected. I had a lot of hatred. And from that point forward, it just grew. And I really feel that for when a woman goes through something like that, not being able to speak is probably one of the hardest pieces. And oftentimes what I find with clients that I work with, there was actually pleasure even in the experience. So there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. So that's what shut my voice down, I believe, on a certain level. Because um, like I said, oftentimes it's because you either feel a some certain type of attraction, right? There is some kind of polarity happening in that experience, but that does not mean that to touch me. So, you know, when things like that happen and then women can't find like their voice or they just feel like they're just numb and they can't move and they're just like physical objects that get can use, just like a doll, literally yes. like a doll that you get thrown around. So the, re <clears throat> the reason why that happens happens at a higher level it's a safety mechanism mm. that we've got the reason why is is literally your physical form is here and then like you said you elevated yourself to a higher level so you disconnect and dislodge so that experience doesn't migrate into your say um not your your subconscious but into your psyche or your spirit level or your limitless self does that make sense to you? It does totally make sense. So, so and I believe I was protected from feeling anything in that moment because yeah. I was above my body. Yep. Yes. You're above your body. You're looking at it and it's like, oh my God, that, and it's chaotic because it's like, shit, I should be there, but what am I doing here? Um, so with those kind of situations, which is really cool, uh, I help a lot of trauma, you know, women and men. Uh, heal themselves because that's a near death experience. You're you're an awakened, you're an awakened near death, and that's the it was the first my first near death where I separated myself. Wow! Again, trauma. It's like oh shit, what am I doing over there? Obviously, you know I had the trauma of you know getting my jaws crushed. You had the trauma of being you know um, uh, abused. Uh, again, it's a near death. So it allows you, if we do it right, it allows you to say expand so it doesn't happen again. Yes. But then we don't know what to do with it. And then we cycle ourselves back together. And that's the problem with trauma like that. Again, trauma is not there to destroy you, especially in the case that you explained. Trauma is actually there to go, shit, what the hell is happening? This shouldn't be happening here on earth in this reality. I need to resolve it and I need to disconnect from all the past patterns of my family, uh, of women, of society, of whatever it is, so I can come in as a strong woman. Yes. But we don't totally. we don't get trained like that. We jump into our body, and as we're observing it, the key is that we the takeaway from this is that. It's like we feel really weak or insecure.
cure. Although we're all powerful beings at that level, if we were say conscious, but when we jump in, it's like, wait a second. Uh, and this is key too for you. You'll feel abandoned mm-hmm. afterwards. And yes. you might think it's the guy or you might think, and it is, I'm not saying it's that person, but the problem is, is that you feel abandoned. It's like, it's like, how could I let my best friend, my body, my human representation of who I am, take all that abuse. And I was gone. That's not the case, guys. It's not the case. You're not gone. You're just removing yourself so you can come back. So you, because if you get beat up, now you're both beat up. Your your physical form and your spiritual form gets both beat up. And that's not a good thing. So it separates to protect you. For me, I just gained weight. I ended up having acne all over my back, my skin. How old were you? Can I ask? Golly, this is horrible. It was in 2006. Well, average, like, you know, like 20s, 30s. I was married. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But afterwards, like you said, you gain weight. So your self-respect. Um, and again, that comes for you blaming yourself. Just the, the thoughts that go on in a woman's mind when something like that happens is you want to blame the man, but then you want to get back in your body and feel that polarity and be in your body to sense things again. But I had separated myself. So I was so in my head that I couldn't even feel in my body. And if mm. I started to feel turned on again, that would it would be wrong. It would be something that was bad. It was going to trigger some kind of pain. And so there was something about that sensation of that polarity. And so even with my husband, it was difficult for us to be intimate because those the, that memory would be triggered again, like the cellular memory that you talk about in terms of the body. Absolutely. And then you associate any form of abuse to any man that you connect with. Yes. Even the yes. coffee person, you know, the guy at Starbucks on here, man, you know, and it's just a young kid. Exactly. And it took it to this other level where it wasn't just the abuser, but it was all men just want to touch women's bodies and, and that's all they care about. Mm. And they only care about sex. And so it just took that and twisted every intimate relationship and intimate experience. So how was the... Uh, if you don't mind me getting personal, so how was that? Um, how was that marriage? Uh, like before? Uh, so during it's actually my husband that I've been with. Oh, We've been together so eighteen current. years. So yes, yeah, so he oh, was with okay. me through that whole oh, experience, wow. and it happened very early in our marriage. And We've mm-hmm. been together three years for that. Wow, for a guy that's really devastating. Yes, it is because one, you know, and I know we guys like that that are really sensitive and caring about their women not just their women but all women you know they start blaming themselves and they and just from my point of view you know like say you you know the two of you have intimacy and it's like he would go well shit am i touching her the wrong way is she going to make me you know does she think that uh, i'm going to abuse her in some way so that you know that trust starts to erode really rapidly when something like this happens. Because we're both feeling insecure and not, and not wanting to come together. And he's got his stories. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So what do you think that one 
moment, that aha moment that goes, well, wait a second. Um, it's not about say that other person. It's just literally that I don't trust myself. So can you tell us like where and how that happened? You bet. Absolutely. So for that, that, that part was when I looked at my husband and I still had those fears of infidelity because of my, my marriage, my, my first marriage. Right. And so I, but I knew who he was at his core and our, our, our joke was he'll be on his deathbed and he'll be like, do you trust me now, honey? Do you trust me now? <laughs> and so where that trust was really coming from was my own sexuality and my own sexual energy. And so part of my, my story is understanding that energy and coming back into that energy with my body. And I did that through dance. So dance was very healing for me to be able to get back in my body as right. a woman and look in the mirror and have this very powerful relationship with myself. So I started to feel this again. I started to turn on and these different things, but I was still having these fears and insecurities and like, let me see your text. What time are you going to be home? Let me take care of everything. You know, I was still yeah. trying to control things with right. him, but I didn't want to. And right. so there, that was the conflict. And it wasn't until I really understood more about that energy and what that actually represents and means and um, what infidelity is on a much, much deeper level that I was able to heal like you're talking about. But the basic is I was looking at him and he was the mirror of what it is I was rejecting within myself and not really understanding. Uh, really interesting how um, it is all a reflection of who we are. And, and, and I just want to stress guys, it's not who we are. I think a lot of women go, well, this is me, the abuse patterns, the trauma patterns that I've attracted. Uh, it's all me. It's all me. And it stops here. I mean, it starts here, but it started how, you know, a hundred generations ago, that makes sense. Your accumulative total. Um, and just to go even deeper, you know, with XI, and I want to get into, you know, what happens when uh, like sexual or basically any kind of trauma uh, healings happen with XI. You basically have all the history of what's happened to women in your genetic makeup from what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, and then what happens is to create you all the possible scenarios that can happen to you in this reality is in your genetic makeup. And then and what you do is you query or you filter out those scenarios that you want to say experience in this world, in this reality. So what you're doing and what a lot of women are doing is they're pushing away all the trauma and all the drama and all those things that have happened to women in the past to create themselves. So that's a lot of pressure. That's like holding back, you know, this, this monolithic wall that's about say crumbling on women. And that's what women are actually feeling nowadays. It's like, hey, wait a second. We can't hold on to this trauma anymore. So what XI dictates is like, wait a second, all this is garbage anyway. You're never gonna use it. You don't want and all that trauma that happened back in the day for women and all that. Uh, let's just delete it because you're never going to use those programs anyway. And this is where, is where you get a fresh start, your clean start. So does that make sense to you? And yes, so that's absolutely right. So <clears throat> I believe that's the journey of 
the self-awareness to the self-empowerment to be able to to not be a victim of what happened because the way i look at it i actually look at that experience as a blessing in my life because i and now that you talk about a near-death experience wow that just opened up all kinds of channels for me but i see it that way because i believe it was part of my journey so when you and i met um it was the biggest change that i noticed was being able to be solid within myself and to be able to speak and to come from a place because i wasn't able to before there were still those patterns running and so meeting you Mm -hmm. changed all of that for both of us. I mean, so many, so many things have happened. Tell us more. Tell us more. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, between doing the frequency spa, which is probably one of my favorite things to sit down and listen to and just be in tune. But I've never walked in and felt someone be able to be a catalyst to that energy within me and turn it on like that. Like, this is not like just sit and wait and meditate and oh my gosh, okay. No, I come into XI or an 18 day or the total human reset and it's one of those things that it happens immediately and I know that I'm connected. And in that space, I can download information where I feel safe, I feel protected. I, I felt that from you immediately. And that to me is the component of XI that's so beautiful with what it is that I then was able to bring in with the women that I work with and be able to do XI to actually feel comfortable enough to be intimate enough with themselves to do that kind of work. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, Observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.